Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Man on the Post Weekend Review. I'm your host Dave, and tonight I'm joined by Simon O'Regan. How's it going? You alright? Down. Uh, all right. Not bad. Been better, uh, as I imagine of you. Yeah, I've had, had better weekends. Ah uh, well, someone who's never had a better weekend is Pixar Carl, who joins us now. Um, Carl, how are you, sir? I mean, yeah. Fantastic. Fan-fucking-tastic. Aye, well, that sums it all up, doesn't it? Um, Ali can't be with us for this recording, but I'm sure he'll be back next week. Um, so he's stuck with the three amigos tonight, um, some happier than others. Uh, let's go back to Saturday on this long coronation weekend. Um, there wasn't a lunchtime kickoff. The lunchtime kickoff was... Palace away for King Charles. He uh, got his <laughs> got his crown, um, and then we had to wait till three o'clock to watch Man City two, Leeds United one. Um, Big Sam's first game in charge looked like it was going to be an absolute battering after half an hour, but Leeds dug in and waited until Man City got complacent and pulled one back, but then never really threatened to get level. Um, who wants first crack at this one? Go ahead, I'll have a go. Um, I watched this. Um, if I thought ever, when he went two 0 up, <clears throat> I thought it would just be four, five, six. Um, the the two goals were literally the same goal. They were. I mean, don't Sam Allardyce is made for his, you know, talks about his defender now. You know, he's better than Pep. He's better than Klopp. I mean, if, if someone wants to tell him that Gundogan was on the edge of the box twice and put it in the net twice, I mean, that would be great as well, to be fair, but fuck him. Well, it's, um, it's like, don't defend, don't defend deep without uh, having anyone edge, uh, close the edge of the box. Like, it was... Uh... Yeah, it, it was It was just... Yeah, I mean, I mean, I thought it was hilarious he dropped me earlier. Um, but, as we all know, Joel Robles is just... What what my mate called him the other day? A long, long, big mong, or long, big something. He's just he's just not good, is he? You know what I mean? He's I don't know if you could have really done much about those goals, though. To be fair, no, they were good finishes. It did were, but he was he just not had no command over his box at all. Um, not that Melia does anyway. <laughs> yes. Um, let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. I think he must have put Haaland off or something because he had possibly the worst day in front of goal he's ever had. Yeah, 
he's a Leeds fan, isn't he? Ah, true. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the penalty. I mean, I, I understand why they give us a good in the one. I do, but as soon as he stepped up, how many, how many of us went? He's missed this. Yeah. Uh, Every uh, single person uh, in the world. As, as soon as you're swapping penalty takers, like it's, yeah, it never it seems is. to end well. I think, I think you, you've got to be like three goals up, I think, to be doing that. Because yeah. even though, like, you, obviously Man City are a much better team than Leeds, like, and exactly what happened, they go down the end and they score one back and all of a sudden it's a much more uncomfortable, well, in theory, it's a much more uncomfortable 10 minutes than you would have liked. But, I mean, even when they pulled the goal back, they never looked like doing anything, did they? Oh, yeah, that's what I was just about to say. I mean, it was dreadful defending for Rodrigo's goal. But to be fair, they took it well. Um, yeah, it's a lovely finish. When they scored, it was just like, oh, we've got a goal. It's like we've won. We've won the second half. No, like, it's just, I just felt like, like Leeds didn't bother pressing Man City for most of that second half and just let them pass the ball about on the halfway line. Uh, and it's almost like they just let them tie themselves out or just, you know... We're so bored, we want to go home. And then, you know, one long ball, second ball won, classic big Sam goal, um, pulls them back in. But they never, ever threatened to... I don't think they had the ball after that, to be honest. Like, it was... Uh, no. Um, so big Sam's in at Leeds, Simon. Um, have they got any chance of getting out of this? I mean... Well, let, let, me, let me first add another way. Like, is Big Sam a factor for you, or is it just like a mirage as you saw? No, like, no, I mean, I think the the idea of, of Big Sam sort of coming in as a firefighter, sort of ten ten years ago, yeah, that made perfect sense. But you saw with West Brom a couple of years ago, and he went in, I think, in the like November of that season, and it made absolutely zero impact at all. Um, and also, let's be honest, those players at Leeds, they are they are not the type of players that, that Big Sam would want in his team, are they? I mean, he, he sort of, his, his whole idea was, you know, big hard bastards at the back who, who loved, just loved defending, you know, had no interest in having the ball at their feet. You just get your head on everything and, and, and twat everything away when, when it comes in the box. That Leeds defence, it is appalling. Like it, it is, you know how how they can be in their third season and still have like Ailing Cooper, uh, that Pascal Stroik still playing is is ridiculous. And there's just I, I just don't think that they've got the capability. And you look at look at every remaining fixture. Obviously, they've got yourselves. I think next away at West Ham and then home to Tottenham. I mean, maybe one point two at the bush you can see from those games. I, I'm, I'm not sure if, if they're going to have enough, to be honest. It's not looking great. I mean, would you say they've got more of a chance under Sam than they would under Grathia, the way that was going? I I don't think so, really. I I think, and I know, obviously, the, the, sort of the last few games of um, Grathia's run, <laughs> let's, you know, wasn't great, to put it mildly. <laughs> but... But weirdly, up, you know, he'd had a kind of a decent start, and up until the 44th minute against Crystal Palace, everything was going swimmingly, and I don't really know what happens, but I, I kind of think they're at the stage now where it, it doesn't really matter who who goes in there. I, I, I just I don't think they've got the quality. They they've got they've got nothing really up front, and, and they can't defend. And their goalkeeper situation is 
it's just horrific. So I'd, I'd, I'd be amazed if they got out of it now. Well, I don't want to say too much because we play them on Saturday, like you say, and uh, I don't, I, I don't need, you know, external factors happening. Me saying, oh, you know, they're a load of shit because then, like, you know, I know exactly what happened. So, um, what I was going to say on your point, sorry, Dave, with the we're playing news next. Newcastle do not like teams sitting. Lee, it, it, and Leeds will put ten men behind the ball, and Newcastle won't like that. See, they will, but at the same time, like they can't really afford to do that. Like, I, I, I was just going to say, that. <laughs> no, but they, they, they need to win. I mean, the way, I'm sure they will, but the way things are going, I mean, right now, obviously, we'll come on to your game later. But Forest are currently three-one up, so let's assume that stays the way it is. They're on thirty-three. Um, yourselves are on thirty-two. Leeds are on thirty, and they're going to have to pick a game to go and try and win, right? West Ham away. All right, West Ham will probably have nothing to play for in the middle of European games. They'll probably have a go at that one. Um, Tottenham at home in the last day of the season. There's, you know, Spurs have got quality. It's just they haven't really shown it very much this season. Um, and, and our game, I, would, I mean, I think you're right. I think they'll sit deep for the majority of the game. But at some point, they're going to have to come out, roll the dice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they can't. They can't do it with draws, can they? Like it's just no. it's not it's not feasible. Yeah. Um, so we might have to be patient. I agree with that. Um, but. Man for man, we should win. Um, we would assume so. We'll, we'll come on to that later on without going into our trials and tribulations too much. But um, yeah, and the gist is Leeds are in a load of trouble. Um, Ross seems to have. Well, Ross has been resigned since about <laughs> September three years ago that they were going to get relegated. <laughs> um, it's nice that he's not bothered if they go down or not because, I mean, he knows better than anyone there's more life than the Premier League because. You know, for the majority of the last 15 years, they haven't been in the Premier League. Um, but I think they obviously have issues that need resolving. So let's see how that goes for them. Um, there were other games at 3 o'clock on Saturday. Um, Bournemouth 1, Chelsea 3 will not cover except for um, Venus finish for Bournemouth. Oh, Picture book. Lovely, lovely holding down R2 for just the right amount of time to get that bend <laughs> in the top corner. Um Tottenham beat Palace 1-0 uh, in a game which is synonymous for Harry Kane getting second in the all-time chart. <laughs> Anybody? Um, quick yes or no, will he beat Shearer's record, Carl? Yes. Sorry? Uh, yes, assuming he stays injury-free and in, in the Premier League, yeah. I don't want him to, though. By the way. No, I mean, I, I don't want him to, but... I don't want him to. The, pro- the problem is, right, if he gets within, let's say, 15, 20, and he's 34, he'll just keep playing, won't he? Like, he won't, <laughs> he won't he go. Like, he'll go, like, even if Tottenham won't have him, he'll be playing for, like, Palace or someone. Just like, you know you know how, like, Michael Owen hung around at Stoke a few years afterwards? Like, you know, he'll just hang around forever until he gets those bloody goals. But then it's kind of irrelevant, because in probably two or three years, Harland's one of the Ah, he's breathing down the necks already, isn't he? Um, the other game at Saturday 3 o'clock was, sadly for, for Simon, uh, Wolves won Villa nil. Um, Villa haven't gone all of Emery's tenure without failing to score, now failed to score in back-to-back games. Um, what went wrong, Si? Um, well, and clinical enough, really. I mean, 
we kind of we, we didn't play too bad like we, well we controlled pretty much most of the game certainly in terms of possession and, and chances but we didn't other than we only sort of really created i think one really good chance and unfortunately that that fell to tyron mings he's you know been been excellent for us defensively this season but as a striker he certainly is not i mean that he he missed uh Mr. Sitter at home to Bournemouth a few weeks ago, and I thought, God, you're not going to get an easy chance, and that's to score. And he got it on the weekend, and still managed to put it over. Um, I, I think with the last couple of games, we've we've looked they've looked tired. I mean, we've obviously been on an amazing run, but we've pretty much had the same starting eleven for, for the majority of that run, and, and not an awful lot on the bench to to bring off. Um, other than Traore, who he started this game, but he had one of those games that Birch and Traore has. I mean, he's either the worst player on the pitch or, or he's the best player to have ever played the game of football. <laughs> there's, there's no in-between with Traore. And he was hooked at half-time. Um, I think what what was encouraging was obviously Diego Carlos came on, I think, for about 25 minutes, which is his first appearance since the second game of the season. So... To have him back fit was really good. But also, we had uh, Bailey, Kamara and Coutinho all back fit on the bench. And I think Matty Cash will be back available for next week. So, going into the last three games, we've now pretty much got a fully fit squad. And we'll have options off the bench to change games when we need to. Um, So, I mean, it's still... I mean, some of... I've said this before a number of times on, on this podcast. I think some... Villa fans on Twitter can be one of the worst sets of fans. Like at a full time, some of the overreaction from our fans online was just ridiculous. Like, obviously, it's always disappointing to lose, but we need to keep in mind the bigger picture here. Like, some of our fans are going, you know, they're going crazy and oh, Europe's gone. It's not as a result today has you know sort of opened the door back for us again, which we'll get onto later. But also, the fact that with three games to go, we're even having a conversation about us qualifying for European football next season is ridiculous when, when you think of the position we're in when Emery took over. And, you know, we, we obviously we were sort of around the fifth, sixth mark a couple of weeks ago. But at that time, Brighton had games in hand, which they still do. Liverpool had a game in hand. So it was always kind of a bit of a false position. It, I mean, European football's still on. For, there's, there's still a, a possibility. We've got, got three games left. Home to Tottenham, away to Liverpool, home to Brighton. So, not the easiest running, but the games we're capable of, of getting results from. But even if it doesn't happen and we finish eighth, it's still a great building block for next season. I mean, I sort of I look at yourselves as a bit of a model, really. You look at Eddie Howard, who came in around, was around Christmas time last season. And... You know, had a, had a really good, strong second half of the season. And then he had a full pre-season and uh, some of good recruitments. There's no, I'm not saying that, that we'll you know, then go finish in the top four next season, but there's a decent base of players to work with already. But they're not Emery's players. You, 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 I sort of I look at the job he's done with what we've got already. And you think a solid pre-season and some more, of, you know, some clever recruitment, some more of his own players coming in. There's no reason why we can't go strong again next year. So I'm, I'm still, I'm still pretty happy. 
Yeah, I think you're starting from a better base than what we start with. I mean, you've made the point before where we've got a number of players who are nowhere near top four Premier League players, but they've been coached and are probably playing above their levels as a result of that coaching. Um, but, you know, I think like you've, you're you starting with more than what we had at the start of Hedy Howe's reign. Yeah, um, I'd agree with that. Enough to work on anyway, but like I said before, I, I feel like we've been very lucky this season that you know Liverpool and Tottenham and Chelsea haven't really been as good as they could be. Um, and well, I, you've I, still I, got to take advantage of that. Though, oh, yeah. we should from here. We'll come on that later on. But um, I've, I've said a few times now. I very much doubt next year that those three teams will be as bad as they have been this year. Um, especially with someone like Chelsea, if they sort themselves out and get a you know a decent manager and sort out having a million players without any Europe, uh, European commitments as well, they they should be right back in the mix really with the yeah. squad they've got. But um, we'll worry about that next season. Yeah, but I mean, I, I I would agree with that from the from the Chelsea point of view, definitely. I I kind of am more looking at like Tottenham and Brighton. I think are teams that I mean we could we can finish above either of them this season, but certainly next season, save we save the table that that top eight finishes as it as it is with us in eighth and the rest in whatever order they they play out in. I would look at that top eight and the top seven above us and then think. Well, Tottenham and Brighton are teams that, that we'd be able to, to challenge and overtake next year. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I mean, Brighton with European football as well, that's going to be, well, if, if it happens anyway, that's a potential uh, potential leveller for them, the way they play. And Tottenham, phew, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> um, there's a lot that could change there, um, not least the manager. Um and of course, what happened to Harry Kane? He's got a year left to go on his contract. Um, it's kind of like now or never, I think, he's going to move on. Mm. I've no doubt he'll have offers. I wouldn't be surprised if one of them is Man United. I um, think it'll be United. That makes the most sense to me. Well, I mean, there's got to come a time where he realises that like, if he wants to win anything in his career, he's going to have to move on. I think he'll want to this summer. The, the stumbling block would be Daniel Levy asking for a stupid amount of money. Yes, and whether a team's going to pay that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like dominoes, isn't it? Like if Man United get a new owner, um, and Kane wants to go there, they will pay whatever yeah. it takes. It's a statement signing. It makes you know, it just makes everyone's everyone on that side of the of the Manchester feel very happy about it, isn't it? So I mean, it's uh, that's what's got to fall into place like that happen, I think. But um, it's whether Kane sees himself ever playing somewhere other than Tottenham in England, which I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll find out, but. Um, he doesn't exactly. He does not make that make the noise about wanting to leave, is he? But uh, no, he, well, I mean, he, he, he did. He did hand in the transfer request two summers ago, so I don't think he'd have any problem leaving if the right offer came in. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. One of our own, no. One of our own. Well, <laughs> they yeah, won't I mean, mind. Didn't he when when he put that request in? I'm sure he didn't turn up to training for the first. Yeah, he did. As well. he did. He didn't, and then he he took it all back. Didn't he? Oh, didn't he claim? Same summer. Go on. I was going to. Didn't he claim he forgot that like was on so, that week or something? Shut up. So, yeah. Because well, so I remember because obviously that that same summer that was the year they ended up signing Greenish and like to be fair to Greenish at least he he did turn up and and came to the first sort of week of preseason training <laughs> at Villa so that yeah. you know that that that's the right way to do it. It is. It is. I, I can never understand why clubs still want to buy these players when they don't turn up to training. 
Anthony Gordon. Anthony Gordon. You can have him back if you want. No thanks. <laughs> Dwight McNeil. Dwight McNeil, the world's the world's greatest footballer. Yep. Um, a word on Wolves before we move on. Um, they were bottom of the table post World Cup um, when Lopetegui took over, and now look at them, thirteenth. An angry man. Him. He is a very angry man, though, isn't he? Like, <laughs> they, they've got like a bit of the uh, sort of Crystal Palace syndrome about them. I mean, that I don't really understand how they've got to thirteenth because. Yeah. Other than the weekend, obviously, they, they always. Whenever I see them, they've always seemed to have lost. Uh, I've got to uh, say, like, they, they win games in plain sight. So, like, <laughs> they they win Saturday three o'clock when there's loads of games on, and they win those like midweek games when there's like four matches on at once, and you don't know which one to watch. <laughs> yeah. they, that's where they pick up their points. But when they're on like <laughs> Super Sunday in, in isolation, they're like, nah, not today, lads. Um, you basically, saying no one cares about Wolves. I'm, I'm, I am saying that, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, like same here. Yeah. They're, they're one of those teams. They're one of those teams like, that, that they aren't really a Premier League club, right? And eventually they'll get relegated, and that'll be that. They'll not come back for a while. Um, they might have the odd yo-yo, but they're, they're not really a Premier League club. They've just looked out with their Portuguese agent and stuff. Um, eventually that'll pass. I, I just think they've got a lot of players. Well, I know we've touched on this before. A lot of players that are very similar. Plus, a lot of players that think they're good and they're not really that good. I'm looking at Neves. Well, what I really, what I really respect about them is they've got all that, but then they're like, "What we need, right, is Craig Dawson." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> like, how was he received by the, the Portuguese lads in the dressing room?" <laughs> like, <laughs> what? With great uh, uh, Why do you bring me this lump? It's like, well. <laughs> But he's probably been one of their better players, which is well, even more odd. He's come in and he's, you know, their defence has improved. I, I can't deny that. Um, but, I mean, they've got a myriad of, like, Portuguese fullbacks, like, who's Bueno, Samedo, this Totti fellow who's turned up, um, probably others. I don't know. <laughs> Johnny. Johnny the left-back, Johnny the right-back. He plays everywhere. He does what he wants. Um, he literally does what he wants. He does, but there will be an absolutely no danger of going down next season because um, he's obviously a decent manager, and uh, I think they have obviously, unless like you know Neves goes and everyone else follows him, um, I think I think they'll be all right. Anyway, enough walls talk. Um, the five thirty game, I literally fell asleep during this. Um, <laughs> Liverpool won Brentford nil. Um, it was quite interesting for half an hour. You know, Liverpool scored, and then Brentford thought they scored. It was offside, and it was quite entertaining. And then it wasn't, and it finished one nil. Either you watch this? Yeah, I put myself through it. Like, what happened in the second half that that made it go so like throwing? I th- I thought they just Liverpool just strangled the game, didn't he? Mm. Um, I thought I, when I first saw Liverpool's goal, probably had me Evertonian glasses on. I thought it was offside when I first saw it, and obviously it wasn't. But that was that was the only excitement I got really. <laughs> Salah scored, water's wet. <laughs> yeah, he's on a great run. Um, Liverpool have won six in a row, I think. Um, yeah, they're coming at a rate of knots for this top four. <laughs> Which I was afraid they are going to get it. I just hope it's not at the expense of us. Um, no, it'll be expensive United, won't it? Well, the runnings. We'll, we'll do the runnings later on, but yeah, Liverpool have still got to play Aston Villa, 
So, OSI, sort it out. Oh, please. Well, doing, well that, because obviously we've got Tottenham next week, so it, if we can win that game, mm. then, then our game against Liverpool will be a massive game, like for us as well, from, from a sort of European spot, so... That's yeah, it. Yeah, it could be an interesting one, that. Every point matters, don't you forget it. Um, <laughs> but generally... The kind of I've always thought about really good teams or really good clubs at this time of year. Generally, at the stride like we're seeing Man City doing, um, Liverpool done this a few times now, where they've kind of had a, like had like three months hibernation, and they wake up and like this, and it's like everyone else is exhausted and they seem to be full of beans. It's annoying. Yeah, it's like the Undertaker sit up. Isn't it, it is, isn't it? It's exactly like that. <laughs> um, but other, other than you know, they've got Leicester away, which will come out of Leicester's state of affairs shortly. Um, <clears throat> Villa at home, and then they finish with Southampton, who are going to be relegated next week at this rate. Um, so I don't really have high hopes of, the, of them dropping any more points, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, it's, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> on uh, the bit of podcast I was doing, we were talking about sort of our race for Europe with Liverpool, Spurs, ourselves and Brighton, and we were looking at the run-ins and, like, we were saying then Liverpool, their hardest game at that stage was uh, was, was going to be against us at home. So that, they had quite a nice run in, to be fair. And I, I just assumed that they would mean that they would go on to finish fifth comfortably. But, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think it will still be tough because I think United have got a fairly comfortable run in as well. They have, actually, they have. to be fair. Yeah. But... but- they're, well, never, they're, they're not brilliant, Man United. That's the thing. They're, they're not. not. I mean, not no, far not. from brilliant, to be honest. I mean, um, right now, well, like, if they were starting from zero, you'd, you'd probably back Liverpool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But doesn't work like that, does it? <laughs> we, I think Ali brought up a couple of weeks ago about getting top four, and he went through the fixtures. And I went, "You'll win all them," and mm-hmm. he went, "Oh, we'll probably lose them all." <laughs> ah, well, well he ten predictions, doesn't he? The Ah, uh, well, where is he? <laughs> where, where is he? Uh, well, uh, I, I actually don't know where he is. I think he's probably working, but uh, I'm trying to trying to better himself. Well, he's, on an, he's, on an, he's on another podcast doing great things. Um, I think they'll, they'll win all three games to put them on 71 points. It means Newcastle are going to need two wins and hope for goal difference, or two wins and a draw, which is it's not impossible. Um, Man United are going to need this, well... Nine points from twelve from four games, which doable. It's very doable. Um, it's going to be close. Keeps it interesting um, to the end of the season. Not for anyway. you, like. <laughs> no, um, um, not. I mean, I think out of the three, out of those three teams, if I had to like put my house on one of them, definitely finishing in the top four, it would, it would be you guys. Oh, hundred percent. And just make sure you beat Leeds and Leicester, please. And Bright and Brighton, if you could. <laughs> oh, just them all. Yeah, come on. Well, this is the problem, right? Like, on the one hand, we're playing teams who are like, as it stands, 18th and 19th, in Leicester and Leeds, and you think, well, that should be should be six points. The problem is we're playing teams who are actually needing needing results. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the problem. And as we've seen today, like this time of year, it's just an absolute Bad. madness. Yeah. <laughs> it's. Uh, you know, there's no guarantees. The form book goes out the window. Half these teams have got new managers than what they had three weeks ago. Um, so it's it's nothing's a gimme. Um, whereas Man United are playing like Wolves, who can't be asked anymore. Bournemouth, who can't be asked anymore. Um, probably other teams who can't be asked. Uh, uh, Chelsea and Fulham. 
Oh, well, 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 to be fair, Fulham, um, I think that's their last game, but I'm assuming Mitrovic has just been like in a cage eating raw Sad. meat for two months now and going to like Ser- Serbian basketball matches and things and getting his name chanted. So. Yeah, so he... Oh, he'd, be swinging, he'd be swinging elbows and everything, won't he? <laughs> he will be, but it might be too late by then, but hopefully, hopefully it's not too late. It's never too late. And they'll have the FA, they'll have the FA Cup final, if you think, though, by then, so... That's true, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, that doesn't get played till like, July or something, does it? Uh, true, actually, yeah. It's, it's a late one this year. So maybe it'll be the Charity Shield, just a winner-takes-all. Um, <laughs> uh, well, we may as well move on to, to Sunday. Um, and the unusual occurrence of the first game of the day being at 4.30, which was ourselves hosting Arsenal. Um, Arsenal ran out 2-0 winners. Um, I only put my foot through the telly at Granite Jacker's face on multiple occasions. Um, I'm going to give Arsenal credit because Arteta played this perfectly. Um, he got the team selection right. He brought in Jorginho for, for party. Party's good, but he's pressable. Um, he doesn't, doesn't handle being pressed very well, which obviously we do very well, whereas Jorginho may as well have been playing the park with his kids. Like, didn't matter who, who was on him passed around everybody. Um, they nullified Bruno Gamares for us, so we had absolutely nothing in midfield. Um, once they went ahead, and don't get us wrong, you know, in that first 10 minutes we hit the post, we had a penalty which was given and then overturned. To then go behind, to well, it's a good strike, but it went through the defender's legs. It was a little bit fortunate in that regard. That totally killed us. And then once Arsenal went ahead, they did what we did to them, which is just kill the game. Stop, stoppages every two minutes, um, I mean, as I say, Jack was down for, for treatment maybe four times in the first half. Absolutely fine on all occasions. Um, I can't complain. We do it all the time. But um, I don't think the ref was particularly good. Um, and then you know, both sides missed a hot full of chances. We missed a couple of decent ones. Rams still pulled off a good save. Likewise, Arsenal had probably two or three one-on-ones they should have scored. So um, it, it is what it is. We should have should have taken our chances but we cannot uh, we cannot be too upset I think uh, Arsenal played it well on the day and we'll have to pick ourselves up and go again did either of you say anything differently to that? No I was I was going to say that but the highlight of the whole game for me was when Jesus went down and <laughs> like spin shot oh it was hilarious well, it was literally like a a, a, a little girl screaming. Do, I was like, oh, come on. Do you not think that he, Gabriel Jesus, when he plays, he's always got this sort of sad look on his face? Yeah. <laughs> do you think he yeah, looks yeah. like he looks like the gingerbread man from Shrek? Got <laughs> <laughs> a jack of the donkey then, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> More or less. I mean, I'm, I'm fully in with the granite jacket thing, but like you alluded to, and Eddie Howe's press conference was an absolute... If you want, if you want to see hypocrisy next to each other, it's Eddie Howe's. Because I, I go to some park, I know you're dicked for one, but you were literally on the floor every two seconds. I mean, you did kick. I mean, you did kick. You did kick the shit out of us for ninety minutes. In fairness, probably deserved. It. Poor, poor, <laughs> poor Sean Longstaff not recovered from that. Well. <laughs> He, he's yeah, had a. You know I mean? you, you very, oh, we ma- we ma- we manage the game, right? We'll call it what you want, right? We do it. 
We do it a lot, admittedly. Um, as Simon and I discussed the other week, more teams should do it if you're not going to get punished oh, for it. God, like, yeah. uh, we're far too nice. We just get straight back. Yeah. Well, we, 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 we did it to you, didn't we, didn't we, Dave? You did, yeah. but every team, is, every team has ever won, does it? Like, yeah, I say, we, we've had it done to us hundreds of times over the years. Um, so I don't feel guilty for doing it because not I've seen... I've seen Man United do it to us. I've seen bloody Arsenal do it to us hundred times. Chelsea, you take your pick, right? Yeah. yeah. All the okay, teams that we do it. Whenever I'm, I'm watching the game in the park and like, I see like people, like, uh, like the fans going ape shit at like the opposition keeper, time wasting, and I'm like, lads, we've got everybody. Like, <laughs> we have got absolutely yeah. reason to moan about anything. I mean. The only one who does it in our team is Jordan Pickford, and he just gets absolutely pelted for it. But oh, I mean, um, when it's on the other, when it's on your side, you're like, "Oh, shut up!" Yeah. When it's against you, you're fuming. It's just, it's just football. I'm absolutely sick to death of back and Everton to win, Pickford to get booked. Every week it goes on, and it never happens, but it should. It's, it's coming. <laughs> he should have been booked today, to be fair. Well, he should have been. I mean, he was. Well, was he faking injury today, or was he just like? I he... think he was just having a having a quick roll around. I don't know what he was. Anyway, I don't know what we'll to we, we will come on to that. But, um, um, the one, one thing over... was... Sorry, go on. Sorry. What you I was going to say was one thing I will say. Um, that Odegaard is unreal. He is. Honestly, uh, he is. So I mean, it, it flashed up on the caption thing. Fifteenth Premier League goal of the season. I thought fifteen goals for a midfielder. Like those are like Lampard, Gerrard kind of numbers. And none of them penalties either. No, he's, no. He's... He's quality. I, yeah. When when we got asked that question, what play would you have in your team? And I picked him. He, mm. Honestly, he'll just get better as well. That's it. He's, was he 25, 24? He's still pretty yeah, young. Isn't he? yeah. He's been around forever, though, not he? Well, if I'm going to get signed at 14. So. Yeah. Yeah, true. I was thinking this, get your point on Jorginho uh, is a good one. Funnily enough, um, when I was, I was around my mates the other week when I watched the uh, Man City Arsenal game, before the game, we were saying, like, if I was Arteta, fucking start Jorginho with Xhaka and party and just and just make it a dog of a game, kill, try and kill the life out of it, and obviously he didn't, and, you know, we saw what happened in that game, so I think, I think Arteta, I think you've got to give him credit for bringing Jorginho into that game, and and like sort of stifling you a little bit. Yeah, been nullifying it, like, yeah. No, that's it. I mean, I think we all scoffed at Jorginho as a signing, but um, he was tailor-made for that game yesterday because, like I say, like if, if party's pressable, he's like the anti-press. Like, it doesn't matter who's on him. He's just always got time to play an extra pass. Um, and uh, I say they won the midfield battle, which we've won in the majority of games this season. Um, but generally, without Longstaff, um, we don't have... The sort of what he brings to the team is he knits it all together. So you've got you know Bruno who's very good on the ball. You've got Joe Linton who's a bit of a batting ram. You've got Willock and and usually Joe Linton who swap over on the left and, and Longstaff does all the pressing and all the donkey work. Without without his presence, we're a little bit lacking in there, which I was surprised at because he's you know technically he's probably the worst of the four players te- te- technically, but he's a big cog in the machine. So yeah, um, I think it was Tarkovsky stood on him at Everton, and we somehow didn't get a penalty for it. But uh, it's also it's also crocked him. So oh, you scored four, sure. Enough. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. What um, going to say about the penalty? Sorry. Oh, I was going to ask you either you could make an argument for it um, because it's one of those where yes, it, it hit his it hit his high um, his leg first onto his hand. But see, my argument with this is that I mean, I, I get I get the rule. I'm not saying it's not it is a penalty, but like. It's going in the fucking goal. <laughs> Surely there should be yeah. some sort of punishment for that. Mm. 
I mean, it's... I, I, I do get your point with that. Like, you know, it's going towards the goal. But at the same time, like, his, his hand is right down by his side, almost behind his back. I'm not really sure what more he could, he could have done with it. I, I mean, I don't think it was a penalty, but I, I do get your point in that. Then it almost feels like there should be some sort of punishment. Yeah, like, but I don't, I don't know what that punishment should be. Like when the game, re, the game restarted, was like Ramsdale having the ball in his hand. I'm like, well, that didn't seem right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we no, we no, got no. nothing for this. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of what bugs me a bit about all that because you go through all that and you can't just right boys get a camera still and put everyone else anywhere. <laughs> no, you almost want like a penalty corner type thing that they do in hockey, yeah, but obviously, exactly. but obviously not, but like not that, but you know what I mean? Like some of the, other yeah, than I, what I, happened. I, I, I actually agree with you. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating stuff like that. Um, but, I don't know, I, to, I mean, Arsenal are giving a fight of it, but it's done, isn't it? That's the worst thing about it. Like they've won that yeah. game. They're not going to win the league. Like all they've done is no. scupper us. Aye, <laughs> 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 right. cheers lads. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Um, all right, we'll leave my misery alone. Um, we're off to Leeds next week, and I think we've really caught up in that. Two. Well, I say, if, I mean, it's got the point now. If we lose that, oh, it's going to get very, it's going to get very edgy in my household. Um, and mine, <laughs> and yours, everybody's house. Um, the late game last night uh, was West Ham United one, Man United nil. Um, Syed Ben Rama scored possibly the softest goal of the Premier League season. Um, <laughs> did it you put yourselves through this? I, I'll be honest, I didn't. I, I just well, you were, you, dates, well, so, you, but... you were performing at the at the concert, weren't you? So I mean, you were. <laughs> you, were you were otherwise <laughs> you, you were otherwise engaged. I know, but uh, yeah. Carl, I do you watch uh, it? it? It wasn't. It wasn't a, it wasn't, I don't think it was a great performance from either team, really, but fair play to West Ham. But, I mean, that goal was... How can you... How? I mean, I, I think David De Gea... He, 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 he was a really good goalkeeper, and there's been times this season where he has played really well, but he make, he just, I think, makes so many mistakes now. Mm. I, I think that, that that's, one of the, that's one of his worst, because it's literally... Literally straight. Oh, that's bad. awful. Yeah, oh, it's, it's just put your body behind it. You know what I mean. Do something other than what you've done. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I and you might you might call me crazy for this. I don't know. You both will. Mm-hmm. But I've got a weird feeling they're gonna go for Jordan Pickford. You know. Uh, they could do worse. I mean, he's, I mean, he's go- he, bye if they do. Well, he's a goalkeeper who's good with his feet, which is like in in, yeah. in modern terms, like the jackpot, isn't it? So, yeah. um, Didn't he recently sign absolutely... a new deal, though? That, well, yeah. I don't think that means an awful lot. <laughs> I, I, but, but, I mean, unless there's like a, a release clause that, that we don't there's know no about, clause, it means, what it means, then if, assuming you stay up, they'd have to, you'd probably ask for quite a bit of money. Yeah, um, but, I mean, are they going to just give Henderson a go? Yeah, I forgot about him. I mean, there's got to come a time, hasn't there, where like he's been number one at two clubs, one of which was going to be relegated probably, and the other one did really well. But um, who else is there? Is a question. Like you know, the keepers who say are good with their feet. There's not hundreds of them about. Um, there's a lot of teams that need new goalkeepers. Well, I was going to say Spurs are probably looking at that yeah. as well, or not? Um, Chelsea. Yeah, them two are class. 
I mean, I read the deal. I read the There's every chance we'll be signing Tim Krul or Fraser Forster if we get in the Champions League because we need um, a homegrown player, <laughs> and yeah. both of those fit the bill. So hurry! You can have Begovic. He'll probably fit that one. No, these these two are trained by us though, so it counts for like. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. It's, it's, these are. <laughs> this is what it comes down to. Um, sorry, we've got away from the point there. Um, West Ham actually, I thought, played as well as I've seen them play all season here. Um, I mean, they didn't have much to beat, but they were fairly untroubled throughout. Like they, they had the better of this game. Declan Rice was superb as well. Um, he was. He was. I think he. I think West Ham will be doing well to hold on to him after this season. I think he's a goner, isn't he? I, I think he'll be at Arsenal next season. Someone said that he's a Chelsea fan. I know, but I, I think there's. Um, I think David Ornstein from the Athletic has, has, has been on for the last couple of weeks. That day, there's like serious interest from Arsenal. And apparently, he, he'd be up for it. Yeah, he's the, he's the uh, he's an Arsenal fan as well, Ornstein. Isn't he? He's also like mm. always accurate, isn't he? Like he, he, gets yeah. very, he gets very little yeah, wrong. He is, yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, I mean, he would take Arsenal up, up a level. I don't doubt that. Um, I still think Chelsea can afford to go I've and buy more players, yeah. surely. <laughs> Without that Champions I mean, League, get rid of a few. yeah, but also without that Champions League revenue stream, they must be pushing the boundaries of. Oh yeah, it doesn't oh, count, God, does it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. um, one thing again, I will say is that Martial, Vergost, <laughs> wow, they are both pathetic. Does that mean they're so far off being top four <laughs> players? Like. <laughs> Not Marshall. I hate him. I absolutely despise him. Like it's that face, isn't it? Ah, he's got that. Re- he's got a really punchable face, and he's also oh, sh- he's also shit at football. <laughs> For, like he's, honestly, he only ever scores past Everton. Oh, honestly, but you, you can guarantee, right? He sits in training. He's like, look, I want to play as number nine. It's like, ah, right. Well, what happens when he plays number nine? Is you get in the fucking box and you stand on the six yard line and you score tappings, and then they get the ball out wide. Like, where is he? Oh, he's in the centre circle. Oh, wait, what's he doing there? No, I just didn't. You just didn't fancy it. Ga- I can't remember what game it was. It was a. It was a while ago. Might have been the Wolves game when Lopetegu took over, and literally he was literally just head down strolling around the pitch. Ah, boils my With or without the ball. Ah, I can't stand him. He's a. Pretty, he's he's terrible. He, they are. I'm back to the point of Harry Kane. They are desperate for the nine. Yeah. He, he fits the bill, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I mean, he'd be the number one target. Um. Oh, you would assume. I mean, if I had my way, Bayern Munich would go and get Harry Kane to replace Lewandowski, <laughs> who they just didn't bother replacing. And obviously, they hate you know. Mane. <laughs> well, they hate everybody. Like, yeah, sure. Have you seen what Leroy Sané looks like these days? No. He has like this, like slicked back hair and a tiny little moustache. It's really weird. <laughs> I saw, I saw him the other week when they were playing probably City in the Champions League. I like, ah, can't be Leroy Sané. Apparently, it is. No wonder well, Mane hit him. <laughs> oh wow that's a brilliant <laughs> that, isn't it? Aye. wow anyway moving on who had, him? <laughs> who had that down um, right let's leave that behind us and move on to Bank Holiday Monday football um, what a bizarre day of results this has been right in the in the untelevised 3 o'clock game we had Fulham 5 Leicester 3 
Um, now, obviously, we haven't we haven't oh, we, we haven't seen this unless you've watched the YouTube highlights. Um, nah. Fulham went ballistic. Some of the goals. Well, Fulham went five one up, and Leicester missed a pen somewhere in there, and then Leicester got a couple back later on. Um, how alarming a result is this for Leicester? Massive. It's. I mean, I watched them. Well, obviously, I watched them last week against us, and every single time we were on the attack, we looked like we, I know we're t- in front of goal. Well, apart from today, um, <laughs> but we always look like we look like we were going to score. I don't know what the hell's happened to any of them players. Tielemans, Tielemans literally looks like a child on that pitch. He just does not look arsed, and he's captain. <laughs> and, and also, Madison picked up a button today, which makes 10. So he's going to miss the next two games. What, a shame. what think, a shame that is. I think we're past the cutoff, aren't we? No, he's missing the last two games, I think. I'm sure the next cutoff was. Game. I think the cutoff was a few games ago. It's like it's it's 15. Uh, it's 15 now for um for uh, a two. Oh, it will be a three-game ban. Unfortunately. I mean, it's, it's, doesn't look like it matters. He's just been dick-fired 3x4. Yeah. Well, and then the next two games are against Liverpool and Newcastle. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know. the main thing I'd say about Leicester is, uh, from watching them last week against Everton is that when the possession turns over, they have no players. Like, it makes no sense. Right? Like, presumably they play three they in midfield. They don't They don't. They're just like, where they all go? I mean, I've not seen the goals from today, but like, um, when Tom Kenny's scoring twice against you and he's about 403, like, there's obviously something wrong. Oh, shit. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, why is it that Leicester's goalkeeper decided to have an absolute, like, morph into Dino Zoff against us <laughs> and then turn into Tim Cruel against these? Was he I bad today, was he? Was us, like, <coughs> but, yeah, I did, did Dean Smith, it, it just looks like the weirdest appointment now. John Terry's really showed up that defence. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we all thought... They couldn't get any worse. Um, turns out they can. Um, yeah. Fulham, by the sounds of it, Fulham were actually good. Um, and to be fair, if you want to be fair to Fulham, they weren't that bad against City either. And they absolutely trounced us. No, I mean, um, but then they were dreadful against us. Like, I mean, yeah, absolutely yeah. fucking dreadful against us. Sometimes it's good. I don't know why like, these teams have nothing to play for. And some of them just say, well, let's just have fun and play, you know, carefree football, yeah. which is good. Others just go like, Bollocks to you. Um, Fulham seem to be a fun-loving team. Marco Silva has always played quite a tackle football at Fulham. Um, so maybe we shouldn't be that surprised, but um, still alarming for Leicester to ship five to a team who have nothing to play for. Um, how, does Den- how does Dennis Pratt keep getting games for Leicester? Can you explain oh, that to me? He's terrible, isn't he? Yeah, he is though, isn't he? He's always been crap. <laughs> if you look through like the team, and I know what you're going to say, and I totally agree with you. But they're just they're not they're not that they're not this this team that we think they are. So Soins who's shit, Vice is shit, Christiansen's shit. Christian's all right, he gets a pass. Um, Telemans is wow. Um, Samara is it Samara? He was dreadful against us. Madison's quality. Pratt's crap. Barnes is an arse. Well, he scored two today. Barnes, Barnes is a good player, though. Like, no, he is. No, he is a good player. Yeah. And, and Vardy's 56. So, yeah. And that Dacher is... 
honestly the most brain dead striker I've seen as well. He there was there was a bit against us where I think Alan Smith even said run into that space. You know, <laughs> you, know you know that that famous Leicester fan. Alan <laughs> he, and he had his head down. He looked up and went, "Oh shit, where am I going?" And then just passed it back. And <clears throat> the the thing with Leicester, they have got a lot of attacking. Well, inverted commas, good attacking players. But he just can't defend. He literally what, can't defend. What, what's happened to Wilfred and Dede? Because a year or two ago, he looked like one of the best sort of holding midfielders in the league. And I, he's not even getting games, though. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Like, it's really odd. I mean, I think he, he has had injuries this season. But whenever yeah. I've, I've seen him play, he's, he just, like like him and Tiedemans, you look at them and you, I'm looking at them thinking, these... These are not the same, indeed, in Tiedemans I've been watching for the last two or three years. I like, think they both, they both sort of had their head turned, didn't they? Yeah, and I think there's, there's something about Leicester. Like, they, they just, and I think we've kind of said it for a while. They, they just something seems just not right with the whole club this year because mm. I, I, I don't think with, with the squad of players they've got compared to some of the other teams around that sort of bottom of the league, that they should be anywhere near the position they're in. Oh, but Easily mid-table. Yeah. I think it goes to show, like, a couple of bad apples. Like, you know, I think it's fairly apparent that Tielemans is not signing a new contract and he's, he's probably unsettled a few. Um, but he's kind of, like, too good to not play, so... But he's captain. <laughs> well, it's that just, makes... That's it just makes no. I mean, uh, is it Johnny Evans? I'm guessing Johnny Evans isn't captain. Well, that's, that, that's what I was going yeah. to say. Like, he's... I think he's been wait, a huge missile back there. He he's, he, yeah. he's back on the bench today, but I think he's been injured for a long time. Um, yeah, I mean, you've missed him. Because I know that, is it Face? I don't know how you say his name. Uh, like, the one who looks like David Luiz. Yes. Um, and plays like him. <laughs> but when he first started, he was he was actually all right. And then them two goal, on goals, I mean, they were cracking on oh, goals. Yeah. Like, and he just went to absolute shit. No, that's it, true. He's... I mean, uh, yeah, he's and Soinchu is just an absolute lunatic, isn't he? Well, Soinchu was totally out of the picture under Rogers, but he's been brought back in um, to, obviously, past us, obviously. to to create success here, clearly. But um, I, I just I kind of hope they get relegated because they're, they're like a team with players who Often will they will. will scatter. I I didn't I didn't, I, but when I watched them against us, I went. We're we're better than these. How is that possible? They're I mean, their their next two fixtures. I mean, I, I don't even gain any points, and then you know, might you might come to that last game. They might already be gone. Well, they remind me of um, the Newcastle team that got relegated in two thousand and uh, two thousand eight, two thousand seven, whatever it was, eight or nine, I think it was. A lot of good players on paper, but. There's no like, fulcrum of a team there. Um, yeah. And I only thought it last week watching them play against uh, against Everton where like they played like a team who thought they were like a top club and therefore, you know, throw men yeah. forward and whatever else. But there was absolutely no game plan there and they were just getting picked apart on the counter-attack and Everton obviously felt like probably was two points dropped in the end. Cause, uh, Definitely, yeah. I mean, I, I said a similar thing about two months ago with... Uh, I was chatting with some of my mates that Leicester at the start of the season would never in a million years have dreamed they'd be in a relegation battle. And I think when, if you're as a club, like 
uh, players, management, fan base, if you're just not envisaging that at all, and then with eight, nine, ten games, you find yourself in that position, you just you're not prepared for it. And, and some clubs, they just they can't handle being like that. And it's a bit yeah, like what you say with that Newcastle team back then. Like it's, it's probably a similar thing like that. You looked on paper and, and thought that should be comfortably mid table, but if I think there, I think there is a big thing about going into a season knowing what your season is probably going to pan out like and, and you've got a preparation for that and I don't think Leicester did at all. Yeah, and they're also like not willing to do what teams down there tend to do which is scrap um, for every point, every second ball, whatever else. They just don't have the players for that. Um, or if they do, they're not showing it anyway. So, um, I tend to agree with you. Like, I think they're in a spot of bother. Forrest have just scored a lovely goal. Sorry if anyone's not watching, but... Um, We'll come on to that in a moment. Um, so that was Leicester not getting themselves out of relegation trouble. Carly, time's come. Um, Brighton 1, Everton 5. Um, Say that again. <laughs> Brighton and Hove Albion 1, Everton 5. Um, take Everton out of the bottom three on 32 points. Um Oh, the car. Take it away. What happened? What went well? How did it happen? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly lost for words because I, I gen, genuinely thought we'd get steamrolled here. Well, and with with every with every writer, I'm not just talking out of thin air because these are things. These I know Wolves are crap, but we are as well. They beat Wolves six 0 and it, could, it should have been about ten. Yeah. Um, just beat United. Maybe mm-hmm. this you were still pissed, I don't know. Um literally from the kickoff, we we just pressed them. Dunk made a, a serious error of judgments. Calvert Lewin is absolutely sent him for a hot dog and back. He was fantastic, man. Cal- Cal- Calvert Lewin thought he didn't score. He did some great work. Like... Oh, he was he was he was unbelievable today. Um, the Corey's our second goal was just counter attack at its finest. It was literally picked up the ball and the Corey literally passes it on and runs the length of the pitch. Dwight McNeil knocks it over and he, he catches it so lovely and it just smashes top in. Jed Steer is literally in the goal. <laughs> um, I mean, don't get me wrong, he helped us out with the third. We should have made it four just before the half-time. Um, James Garner missed it, it literally hit it straight to the keeper. And the fact that Brighton made four substitutions at half-time shows how how terrified they were that they, we were going to put more past them. And don't get me wrong, second half, it was one-way traffic. Um, Solly March absolutely ran Michalenko. But he... The, 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 the funny thing was, Solly March, where he gets he gets the ball and he cuts inside, and Michalenko was just standing there watching him do it. <laughs> I'm not going to go into the negatives because we just won five one. Um, Pickford made three four world class saves. I mean, how the it should, at three nil, I was like, this is not over. And then we were like Ian Dark and Chris Sutton were literally silent because I'm sure. They must both be copites or something. <laughs> you were sat and I was Brighton and go, oh, Brighton, oh. And I was just like, as soon as, soon as that fourth went in, 
again, counter-attack. Um, but like you were saying about Leicester, Brighton were just so shell-shocked by how quick we were counter-attacking. And I can't believe how quick we actually were counter-attacking. And if you've seen the fourth, lovely footwork by Dwight McDonald. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, very good. Celebrates before it goes in, does a rough Barkley. Hmm. Um, I was amazed Brighton played like they were 1-0 down, at, like at 4-0 down. Like, they were, they didn't stop. Like, they threw absolutely everything at it for like the whole 98 minutes, whatever it was. <laughs> but the, the, the thing, I can't really fault any of our plays. And, I mean, obviously, we completely ran out. We just ran our socks off first, first half. But our defending second half was really good. Um, Nathan Pass had a great game. Um, and Matoma had a bit of Adam a few times, but he grew into the game a lot better. Dwight McNeil is, has been our best player for a few weeks now. Uh, took his second goal really well and had the chief to go and salute the Brighton fans when he scored. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him getting flipped flipped off by the oh yeah the seven the seven remaining Brighton fans. <laughs> yeah, I mean. He, he absolutely just smashes it top end, doesn't he? Um, but no, no one's seen that coming, least of all me. But there's always that one game, that the freak result. I thought it'd be the Leicester game. I didn't think it would be this game. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I genuinely don't know what to say. <laughs> oh, well, it's, it's, it's nice to hear you smiling, Carl. Yeah, thanks, mate. You're welcome. Um, I think it's... <laughs> I think having Calvert-Loon on the pitch, like you said, even though we didn't score, it, we've got a focal point. And some of the touches he was pulling off today were really... He, he, um, was, making a show, he was making a show with Dunk. He, he looked... He's not, he's not he? he looked uh, lean as fuck today. Like He looked like he was like in actual prime condition for the first time in, well, probably well, probably about a year. Obviously, he's had various injuries and things, but he looked, uh, he looked quick today as well, which not something I've seen from him for a long time. Um, just a good... Proper number nine performance. Yeah, and long may continue. Um, it's not over by any stretch of the imagination, but that that's three more points at this stage than I thought we'd have, and, and that's not me being a pessimist. Um, Forest, no, are, Forest right. are winning four two now, though. So yeah, well, we'll, we'll cover that in a moment's time. Um, you said there that it's not over yet. Um, it's obviously. Not over till points are done, but um, I'll put you on 32. Um, yeah. Assuming the Forest will stay the way it is currently, they'll be on 33 with a, with a very tough running, has to be said. Um, going against your head, are you staying up now? It's I'm a, a, a bit more confident than I was yesterday. <laughs> um, I mean, we've got City next. Lord help us. Um, well, but the one the one thing that works in our favour is the fact that you play Real Madrid mm. and then us and then Madrid again. So for for our sakes, you, you probably want Madrid to beat them tomorrow, even if it's one nil, two one. And I mean, I'm not I'm not under any illusion that Man City reserves would probably beat us three or four nil. To be honest, <laughs> but our tails have got to be up from that. Well, the thing is though. Goodison's a mad ground where, like, if, you know, if all the fans are on side and it's up and banging and City are not 100% on just because of, you know, they've got Real Madrid again in a couple of days' time, you wouldn't be surprised, would you, if you can nick a point or, or better. 
I mean, it'll be it'll be it'll be a great result. Don't get us wrong, but you know, it's it's not out there as an impossible result. I mean, how many? Like, we've got to go to Wolves after City, and Wolves' home record is unfortunately very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got Bournemouth. <coughs> we've got Bournemouth at home last game of the season. I God hope it does not go down to that. And we have to win it because I don't think my heart can take that. <laughs> Like you say, I mean, on paper, Leicester shouldn't win it at home. Now, Liverpool, be, that would be a surprise given mm. the current form of both teams. Then... And, and, and Leeds have got Newcastle next week, so that Man City game, I mean, even if you lose that, if, if sort of the other results go how you'd expect them to, then, you know, yeah, you but... haven't, you, you know, it's, it's exactly the same situation, but just, you know, a couple of games left to go. So, you, I yeah, I, I see what you're saying there. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I said to you maybe a couple of weeks ago that if you if you can get past the Brighton and City games, and I was saying this, I expect you to have lost both those games. I thought if you get if you get to those last two games of the season within two or three points, then, then I think you've got a decent chance. But now I would assume that after come the end of that Man City game, you'll still be two points clear. And then Wolves and, and Bournemouth, I think, are, are better games to finish on than, oh, yeah, than, than what Leicester and Leeds have to finish on. Oh, definitely. And Yeah, it's good to know that you can sort of, it's in our hands sort of thing. I know we've got City next, but it is in our hands now. Mm. But we are still relying on the other team. It's just another day in the life of an Everton. <laughs> well... But, you, you can't, I, I can't take nothing away from them there. They got it absolutely spot on. And if you look at the stats, the stats are quite amusing, to be honest. Oh, they're ridiculous, aren't they? 78%, 78% possession for Brighton, 22 for us. We had five shots on target. They all went in. <laughs> um, I mean, don't get me wrong, they absolutely peppered us second half, but... I could yeah, but... say I was never in, never in doubt, but I absolutely was. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, once you saw them off in the first 10, 15 minutes of the second half, it's apparently they weren't going to get four. I mean, it's always fairly unlikely, but that's it. They, they, they played like they were just 1 0 down to the very end, like, to be fair to Brighton. They didn't give uh, didn't give up, but you uh, were able to pick off on the counter attack a few times, and you say Dwight McNeil was particularly good at that. Um, not really, once we talk about the last game, it's still ongoing as we speak. Um, Nottingham Forest 4, Southampton 2. It's been a ridiculous day for goals. Um, it's been a really open match. I mean, both teams have to win. I think both teams probably saw this as being a game to win or, or be relegated. Um, certainly in Southampton's case, they're going to be right on the cusp now. I think they are going to be 8 points adrift with 9 to play for, so they could feasibly be relegated next weekend. Um, yeah. They'd have to win at home to Fulham, which, I mean, even if they do, I think the writing is on the wall now. Um, Forest have to go to Chelsea, which all right, isn't the same as it has been in previous years, but still not easy. Um, and they've got Arsenal at home. And they finish at Palace. So not an easy run-in for Steve Cooper's men. So they needed to win tonight. It looks like they're going to win. Um, do either of you see Forrest turn up? Yes. Yeah, I... I personally think the, the bottom three now, as it is, will be the three that will go. I mean, the Southampton obviously done, but uh, just 
I look at Leicester and Leeds his remaining fixtures and I'm really struggling to see where uh, they both of those teams they need it to be down to that last game of the season and because obviously you know I think Leicester got West Ham at home Leeds have got Tottenham at home yeah but I, I just I'm looking at looking up their their the way they've been playing recently it's, it's obviously it's not over, and, you know. You, as we saw with that Everton result today, and as we, you sort of said earlier, Dave, mad things happen at this time of the season. But I would, if I had to pick a three to go, I, I think the three as it is. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with that one. We just ran down the games that they're coming. Um, on paper, Leeds and Leicester will be struggling to win either the next two. Um, but football's not paid on paper, is it? So, Played on grass. <laughs> it certainly is. Um, I mean, you know, Leeds going to West Ham is... West Ham are going to have had um, their European fun and games just before they, that, I think. They, they thing is, though, that, that's the game. West Ham, I think, would, would take great pleasure in, in relegating a team managed by Sam Allardyce. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, almost certainly, yeah. I mean... There's no love lost there, I don't think, after we left. Um, well, well they, got, they got rid of him, to be fair. Like, I mean, they just didn't renew his contract. But, um, he should have been a match in heaven, really, for their owners. But I think, I think it's the, more the, the fans and him never had a really, really good relationship, which didn't help with Allardyce just basically openly trolling their fans all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Um well, we know they won't uh, they won't roll over for them, that's for certain. But like I say, I mean, if they have made the Conference League final by then, on the Thursday night, I'm not sure how bothered they're going to be by that game on a Sunday lunchtime. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I get that. But that's all a lot of ifs and buts. Um, and as we said earlier, Leeds have got to win, got to try and win some games somewhere. Um, and they've not got... I mean, that's, that, that's ironically probably the easiest of the three fixtures, um, in theory anyway, but who knows. Um, well, that brings us to the end of uh, the roundup. Um, gentlemen, both thank you for your, for your time and comments, as always. Um, Sal, where can people find you if they wish to talk Aston Villa with you? Uh, so on Twitter, it's at Cy O'Regan, and the Villa podcast is the uh, Holtcast, and the website is 7500.com. Great stuff. And Carl, um, where can they find you and your Everton fun? Yeah, me to say, at Dictionary Dean, I'm going to have to rethink my uh, article because it was going to be, we're all useless. It might, <laughs> have to be, might have to be useless Brighton instead. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CM9798, and you can find the podcast on Twitter at Man on the Post, and we're available on all your favourite podcasting, what do you call them, sites, streams? I don't know what the, the kids call them these days, but <laughs> stick Man on the Post in Acast or Spotify or all that sort of stuff, and you'll find us. Um, thank you again, gents. Um, so, Ali, she'll be back next week. In the meantime, always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs>